Thanks for listening to the Great F Podcast. Great, great, great podcast. We meet inspiring people from around the world. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, guys and girls? My name is Gray, and this is another episode of the Gray App Podcast. I hope everyone out there is doing well. Um, speaking of myself, I've, I'm so immense in the project that it's not even funny, man. Um, I haven't had a weekend for like, this is my fourth week with, with no weekend. It's like working every day, like clockwork, nonstop. So I guess it's, they say you get what you look for. You know, you go out, hunt for projects. Now they come and you realize you don't have a life afterwards. But it's all good, man. Still managing. And I hope all of you are busy out there, man. I don't really... Uh, I don't want to get into this whole vibe of, oh, it's the end of the year. You got to relax. I'm still, I'm still killing it. I'm still hustling out here. Anyway, and today we have another exciting guest, as always. And we're talking about... Uh, the blockchain subject again. I know a lot of you are, you know, are familiar with the subject by just listening uh, to my previous podcast with other guests. And today we're talking about the Blockchain Africa Conference. And one of the organizers of that event is actually here with us today. I'm talking about Sonia Kuno. And Sonia has been interested in digital currencies since late 2013. And one of the first women involved in the industry in South Africa. In 2013, she started a Bitcoin payment company called Bitcoin Payments, a BitPay affiliate partner which allowed online merchants in South Africa to accept Bitcoin as a payment method for goods and services. In 2014, Sonia co-founded Bitcoin Events, a company that hosts the Bitcoin and Blockchain Africa conferences in Cape Town and Johannesburg. The conferences attract local and international venture capitalists, government delegates, top-level executives from large financial institutions, as well as experts in the industry. And just to throw that out there, actually, last um, on, on their last events, they have had Andreas Antonopoulos as a speaker. So, you know, they, this guy's a big, big shot. And it's exciting that in Africa, actually, we're having... Uh, this kind of events it started as a, you know as a bitcoin conference in south africa but now they're expanding you know they're targeting the whole african continent which is obviously cool so sonia has a cool story story i don't know i i need i need some coffee she has a cool story so we got into you know how she got started and how she even got involved with bitcoin because to be to be honest out here um, we, there, there's not a, a lot of women in the, in the like blockchain and, uh, and the Bitcoin or the cryptocurrency world out there. So even though I know some women in the game, you know, I think it's still not enough. So it's exciting that, uh, you know, Sonia is one of them. And I, I'm actually, uh, it was interesting to chat to her and, you know, hear her story, which you guys are going to definitely enjoy. And just one moment, we have, she gives out away tickets to the event uh, at the end of the episode so just make sure you hold on and you just do what you have to do it's an uh, it's a very simple thing that you have to do to actually get those tickets but you can hear it at the end of this interview i would definitely be there uh it's in johannesburg uh on the 8th to the 8th and the 9th of march in 2018 so i'll definitely be there if you want you do what you have to do 
uh, to be one of those winners of the tickets, then we're going to be together. I think that's going to be an exciting weekend. So ideally, a ticket would cost you about 3,500 Rand. But if you get it for free, you know, just by being a listener to this podcast, that's definitely awesome. And I just want to throw it out there that I'm selling Ledger Nano S hardware wallets. So if you're in South Africa, Cape Town specifically, actually, you can holler at me. I have those in stock. Uh, you need those to actually keep your cryptocurrency, uh, keep your Bitcoin, Ethereum, and or other coins safe on your hardware wallet instead of all these um, wallets and exchanges that are just all over the internet. Other than that, enjoy my conversation with Sonia. Hi, Gray. So my name is Sonia Kunal. I'm one of the co-founders of a company called Bitcoin Events uh, with my partner Theo Souls. We founded the company in 2015. Um, we realized there was a need for education around Bitcoin and blockchain in South Africa. There weren't very many people who understood what it was at that stage. So really the aim of the conferences um, that we ho host, which is the Blockchain Africa conferences, is to educate people on the subject and to bring experts from all over the world to discuss the opportunities and the challenges surrounding Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies and blockchain in general. So uh, you're, you have been doing this for four years now? Uh, since 2015. So we've had three conferences. Our fourth one is next year on the 8th and 9th of March in Johannesburg. Just walk, uh, walk us through with, so obviously because we're involved in this space, What's actually happening uh, as far as Bitcoin in South Africa for people who have no idea? Like, what is what has been the adoption? Okay, so the adoption is increasing a lot with Bitcoin in South Africa, particularly if we look at uh, the local exchanges like Luno. You're seeing a couple of hundred to a couple of thousand Bitcoin being traded on a daily basis. Um, so it's an exciting time. Um, you know, when I started in 2015, there wasn't much going on. There was very low adoption in South Africa. Um, but to date, there's only a few merchants that are actually accepting Bitcoin um, in South Africa and even globally. And the reason for that is because of the volatility of Bitcoin. So you're finding that the merchants are, are a bit wary of accepting Bitcoin as a form of payment on their website. But a good example would be Take-A-Lot. So Take-A-Lot integrated Bitcoin and you're able to go onto their platform and buy anything you want in Bitcoin. Um, so the adoption is increasing, but, you know, it's obviously still quite early days. So there's a long way to go in terms of adoption. Most people are just holding on to Bitcoin. They're not using it as a form of payment. They're using it to invest in. Right. And um, so for the events that you hold, I'm curious to know, are these catered for individuals or are you trying to target companies like institutions? So they basically for both. We started off with our first conference and it was mostly individuals and technologists and entrepreneurs who were interested in this. And we've seen a huge growth in terms of the large technology firms and the financial institutions and the regulators now attending the conferences. Um, so we're really catering for, for anyone and everybody. Right. So you... So you have worked, say, for two to three years with this uh, in the space. You say you you got regulators attending the events. Yes. How are they looking at Bitcoin, for example? So the South African Reserve Bank has not declared it legal tender. Um, they've been going to workshops with Luno and other entrepreneurs in the space for over three years now to get educated on what this is and what it means for them. And they've made statements to the fact that they're quite open to the technology. And in fact, they have created a sandbox environment 
um, this year where startups such as Ban Ki-moon um, can actually create their products in a regulatory framework or environment. So I think they're quite open to the, the technology, um, whether they're going to create their own digital sovereign digital currency based on this um, blockchain is debatable. I'm not sure that hap- will happen in South Africa, but they certainly have in publicly announced that they're quite open to it. Right, but right now it's still not legal tender. Yes, so it's not legal tender. It hasn't been classified. You know, we can view it as an asset, um, especially in terms of tax returns, but it hasn't been classified by the South African government yet. Oh yeah, so we are talking about this just recently that you have to declare as an asset to to SARS, for example. Yes. So if you're doing a tax return, you should view it as an asset. And if you have received Bitcoin as a form of payment, you should declare it at the value that it was in rands at the time of purchase, or well, time of acceptance of the Bitcoin. And if you've made gains on any cryptocurrency, you should be declaring that as well. So it, and a dis- disposable of the disposal of the asset is also deemed as a capital gain. Right. You know, I would like to speak to a lawyer about this. Do you have somebody who can hook me up with, maybe? Um, like, I don't I don't know someone offhand. I've seen some lawyers in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, some are from Weber Wenzel, for instance, and Bowman's had also uh, written some articles about tax and the tax implications. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe make contact with those guys. Cool. We'll, we'll definitely do. Yeah. So, for the one coming up next year, yes. um, how is it different from the previous one and... Uh, why is it in Johannesburg anyway? Sure. So we, our first one was in Cape Town and it was very Bitcoin orientated. It was called the Bitcoin Africa Conference. It wasn't very much about the technology blockchain itself. It was really about the cryptocurrency. We had Brock Pierce talk there, who's a well-known VC in the space. Um, and, you know, that's moved away from Bitcoin itself to more the underlying technology. So we've changed the name to Blockchain Africa Conference. So the next year's conference, which I'm excited about, is going to showcase more use cases of what blockchain technology can be used for. So whether it's in identity or in health or story, storing of records for, for title deeds and land records, use cases like that. Um, we will also be talking about cryptocurrencies and Ether, Bitcoin and Dash and the other altcoins that have come out. But the focus is really on the technology and how anyone can use that technology. Um, so certainly evolved from just the cryptocurrency itself to actually the technology. Um, and the type of companies that are probably going to be attending, which we're seeing now already, uh, mostly the financial institutions, they, you know, uh, the most amount of people that we have in the audience, and then also the software uh, technology firms. So SAP was our sponsor for this, year, this year's conference. Um, the previous year, 2016, was APSA. And um, we've got a surprise lined up for the sponsor for next year. We'll be right. announcing soon. Okay, surprise. Surprise, could, yes. Could you just tell me that one? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to tell can't. me about it? Uh, well, look, it's a surprise. I can't at this okay. stage, but it should be announced soon. Okay, Yeah. cool. And obviously, so who, who is welcome to this? Is, is it more like everyone else or is it only for South Africans? No, look, it's called Blockchain Africa Conference because it's an African conference. So we've got speakers coming from Kenya. We've got one from Nigeria. Um, It really is a lot of people that come from Africa to the conferences. If we look at the demographics, uh, we had Kenya, Zimbabwe, Zambia, 
Nigeria and Botswana represented at our 2016-17 conference. Right. Do you perhaps know what's happening in Zimbabwe in terms of... Um, look, there's an exchange called Bitfinance. Um, Taiwando Kimbo runs it and uh, he was one of our speakers at our 2016 conference. That's one of the only companies that I know. Um, so, and I hear that the price of Bitcoin is quite expensive in Zimbabwe right now because there's quite a demand for it for obvious reasons. I haven't, you know, got some uh, some source that I can trust in this. Otherwise, I might just be on a plane to Zimbabwe. So, <laughs> I'm saying I haven't heard from someone I know about this whole price surge thing. I don't know if it's true or not. Otherwise, I might just be on a plane to Zimbabwe tomorrow. Yes, look, well, look, the price is more expensive there. So you want to buy Bitcoin when it's lower. So rather don't buy there, buy in South Africa. Oh, I'm saying go to sell. Yes, go to sell there, yeah. definitely, yes. I mean, you know, you could arbitrage between the exchanges too. So yeah. buy in South Africa and sell it. So even on the exchange, is that expensive there? Or yeah, like so that? apparently it's, you know, I don't know what the stats are, but it is much more expensive there to buy Bitcoin. Yeah, because okay. it's in demand. So, yeah. you know, that's supply and demand. And there's low liquidity there. There's not, not that much available. So the price goes up because the demand is high. Jeez. Yeah. Okay, now you're giving yeah. me ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how may, how much Bitcoin do you have? Do I have? That's a secret. But what yeah. I will tell you is um, I've been accepting Bitcoin for our, our um, conferences since 2015. So we have had numerous people pay us with Bitcoin, which we've just held on to. We haven't been spending. Um, in my personal capacity, I bought Bitcoin actually for my mother in 2014 when the price was quite low um, and I've got some other Bitcoin that I accept through my other businesses. That's a lot of Bitcoin. And I, I, well, it's relative. I don't know if it's a lot. Okay. It's, it's, it's fun. It's Nobody seems like they want to tell how much Bitcoin they have. Well, you've got to be careful who you tell how much you've got because you could be a target if you do. That's true. Actually, I had a, just a month ago, I did a podcast with Peter Saddington. Yeah. He's the founder of the, the Bitcoin pub. Yeah. So he bought in 2011 at $2. Yeah. And I asked him on the podcast, how much Bitcoin do you have? Yeah. <laughs> he said the same thing. Like, oh, did he? Okay. The IRS are not going to tax what they don't know. But the week after he bought it, he bought a Lamborghini with Bitcoin. Oh, okay. Well, that says it all. The Lamborghinis <laughs> it. is a big thing with the Bitcoin community. Yeah, yeah, you know. It, yeah. It's, it's kind of like a meme. So he was just yes. make. he, he said yes. he wanted to make it real. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm far from buying a Lamborghini, I'll tell you that. I don't know. No, I trust you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm far from I that. I don't trust anybody I wish, anymore. No, I wish I'd bought a lot more, but uh, mm. unfortunately I didn't. So, say with your friends or fa- family, like, are you kind of like an alien with all your Bitcoin thing always and they, they still like don't understand what's going on or how, how is it? Sure, or have you pulled everybody on? Yeah, I was kind of an, a little bit of an outcast when I started because I was talking about Bitcoin nonstop at a bri, at a social occasion, at my father-in-law's 70th birthday party. And at that stage, it was only in the media as a Ponzi scheme, as something that was used for money laundering and where you could buy drugs on Silk Road, for instance. So it was a very bad time for me to have got into Bitcoin. Um, but that's completely changed now because obviously the price is so high and people, it's proved itself, but also the technology is proving itself. So people are realizing, you know, if the cleverest and the, the big financial institutions are investing so much money into this, and JP Morgan, ironically, is investing a lot of money in the technology, 
then there's something there. So, you know, people no longer look at me with fun, with a funny look. They look at me more seriously now because it's been proven. But do they say, oh, how can I buy now? I get that all the time. Everyone's like, oh, I need to buy, I need to buy. Is it too late? A lot of people think it's too late. I don't think it's too late. I think the price is going to still soar to, to new highs very soon. Um, price predictions, you know, I've heard 10,000 US dollars by the end of next year. I really can't say, I can't see into the future, but judging by this year's growth, it's doing phenomenally well. Yeah, you know, if you think in January this year it was 1,000 US dollars, and today, well, recently it hit over 6,000 US dollars, it's some serious gains. Sure. So I'm still curious to know on the South African side of things. Um, we have one exchange. And which is working quite well, but do you have any knowledge of what's coming up here in terms of any other exchange or yes. we, we like uh, an altcoin exchange for example? We sure. can, you cannot buy Ethereum from an exchange here. So actually there's more than one exchange in South Africa. Okay, okay so CoinBR is a Brazilian based company who've moved to have an operation in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. And they have other altcoins. So they sell Dash, they sell Ethereum, Ether at least, Bitcoin, um, and a couple of other ones as well, Zcash as well. Then you've got Altcoin Trader based in Johannesburg, and they also sell numerous altcoins, not just Bitcoin, Ether, um, Ripple, um, I just have to check, but they sell some. And then you've also got Ice Cubed, and they're supporting Bitcoin and Ether. And Luna currently only supports Bitcoin, but I think they've got plans to add Ether soon. But the, the thing is, what I said by that is, Obviously, you know, there's local Bitcoin or, um, yeah. uh, you know, local altcoins or altcoin trader and stuff. But yeah. the, the problem is, I think Luna is more user-friendly to a lot of people. Yes, so very. Very. Luna is one of the first in the market. I think mm-hmm. that them and Ice Cubed were basically in the same year, established in 2013. Yeah. Um, but Luna's got a very good reputation. They're very trustworthy, a bunch of very clever guys behind the, the tech as well as the company. Mm-hmm. And they've got a lot of funding, so they're going to go into all sorts of emerging markets now as well, which is very exciting. Even though the KYC is kind of <laughs> too much. But you know what? They, <laughs> the regulators are going to demand that from the exchanges, really? and they saw that coming. So mm-hmm. you know, whether you like it or not, it's what they have to be doing. Right. So for the, um, for you, uh, you have mentioned a couple of exchanges now. Do yeah. they work as smoothly as Luno as well? Just like you link with yes. your bank account and all that, or it's more like some of them are a little different. So CoinBR, for example, doesn't require you to upload your bank, uh, your I- proof of address or ID document. I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what it does require is you to prove your bank account belongs to you. So do they do a check on that? Um, Altcoin Trader does require FICA documentation as well. Um, Ice Cubed, I think, also requires FICA. Um, but um, yes, so basically, you know, they're all looking at it. CoinBR is just not doing the FICA right now, but they're checking your bank account. Okay, so oh, maybe that's not a right question to ask you. So, what does that mean when another exchange requires that, or like the, the KYC, and the other one just wouldn't do it? Um, look, it's their choice, but you know the regulators are going to look at this very closely. And if if they don't, they would want the exchanges to do figure so that they can track the users if there is money laundering or something happening that they have to investigate. So they'll frown on an exchange if they're not doing that. 
I think it'll be interesting in the next couple of years when yes. SARS starts to work on this. Yes, it's going to be a nightmare for SARS <laughs> because, I mean, to trace all these transactions that are happening is going to, you know, be quite cumbersome for them. Mm-hmm. And obviously a lot of people are not declaring their Bitcoin gains or Bitcoin as a payment. Um, for example, Coinbase, the RS in the US has just asked Coinbase to show them all their records between 2013 and 2015 of all their customers who did transactions. They went to court for that. They took Coinbase to court. So these regulators can take an exchange to court and demand to see the users' profiles and transactions. Now, whether they win the case or not is still to be seen, um, but that can happen. Keep your Bitcoin in your hardware wallet, guys. <laughs> and use many different funds as you can. Yes, you need to keep your Bitcoin secure. So a hardware yeah, wallet sure. is a good way to keep it secure yeah. as well. And I sell them here in South Africa. So for anybody who wants... The legend nanos, they can <laughs> they can hit me up. I need to add a I think a page on my website for that. Yes. Um, so to the events, uh, to just get a recap on that, who is speaking? Like um, sure. Yeah. So we're still busy organising some of the speakers, but we've got an exciting lineup of some fantastic speakers. Some of whom have spoken at our previous conferences. For example, we've got our master of ceremonies being Lorian Gamaroff. He's a very well known speaker and expert on Bitcoin and blockchain in South Africa. He's the CEO of a company called Banky Moon, who does consulting and builds blockchain applications. Um, he also recently started a company called Centpi, which is creating a Bitcoin wallet, um, which is going to be super great for you to go to a retailer like ShopRite and be able to buy a voucher in Bitcoin and then use that voucher. Um, and then we've got speakers like Fazar Mazani. He's the lead of the blockchain initiative for Rand Merchant Bank. Also a fantastic person, very knowledgeable in the space, and Rand Merchant Bank and the Foundry are doing some exciting stuff in the space for, I think, about two years already. We've got um, Tanya Knowles, who's the Executive Managing Director um, for Fractal, which is a division of Strait. And Strait is an interesting company because they stand to lose a lot uh, through by blockchain disruption. And they've been researching blockchain for numerous years now. So she's going to be speaking about ICOs, initial coin offerings, and what that means. And that's obviously quite a popular topic right now with the amount of money or investment going into ICOs and what that potentially could mean for investors because um, there's a lot of scams around that as well. And then we've got Alexia Christie from Weber Wenzel. She's a partner at Weber Wenzel, and she'll be talking about smart contracts mm-hmm. and the legal implications of smart contracts. So also a hot topic and going to be very interesting. The other speakers we're still confirming. Uh, we've got one from Kenya, Elizabeth Rossello, who runs BitPesa. She's the CEO of BitPesa, which is a remittance platform using cryptocurrency. Sure, that's a long list. Yes. So with all these speakers, what's the arrangement in terms of how is it going to be scheduled and for how long is it going to run? And accommodation-wise, do you guys help with that, like in terms of finding accommodation for like somebody who is in Zimbabwe right now, they want to come through. Sure. Yeah. So the event is two days long. It's the 8th and 9th of March in Johannesburg. And um, we do help with accommodation to some extent. We do, we're do. we going to provide a list of accommodation hotels close to the venue on our website. Um, and then basically we have about 18 speakers who will be speaking on the two days. Um, and we're also going to be showcasing some of the startups. So we really want to showcase, it's a 15-minute slot, on some of the very exciting projects that are going around uh, using blockchain technology. One of which is a company called Prosperi Prep, Prop, Prosperi Prop, 
Um, and the CEO and co-founder is uh, Llewellyn Morkel, and he's going to be talking how they use blockchain technology for uh, investment in property. So anyone can, you know, invest in a property with a certain amount of money that they have and actually see some gains on that. They don't have to invest in the entire property, which is quite an exciting use case. And um, we've got some others lined up, which we will announce soon. Right. And um, so what were you doing before blockchain? Uh, I come from a technology background. So I used to run a web development company. I used to program and do web development. Um, for most of my life, about 15 years, 17 years or so, and worked for large corporates. And uh, yeah, I just, you know, wanted to become an entrepreneur. So when I discovered Bitcoin in 2013, I saw a lot of opportunity around how, this. Uh, how, did it, how did that happen? My husband actually came home one day and he said to me, he's going to a Bitcoin, something called a Bitcoin meetup. And he's heard of this thing called Bitcoin. And I was like, that sounds very dodgy. What is this Bitcoin thing? I'm coming with you. So we went to a meeting which was held at the Claremont station uh, under the bridge in a really dodgy venue. Oof, no, that very was dodgy. dodgy. <laughs> very dodgy. And then I heard of this dodgy thing. Well, I thought it was dodgy at the time. And uh, I was absolutely captivated when you know, a bunch of geeks and anarchists and libertarians were discussing this way of sending money to each other without an intermediary or a bank. And I just thought it was revolutionary. I really mm. loved it. And the more I researched and the more I read about it, I just was blown away by how truly awesome it was. And that's how I got started. And then I started uh, Bitcoin events with Theo Souls in 2015. Just like that? Just like that. We just got together. We met each other at the meetup that one of the, on that night. And uh, it took us a, f- a while. About six months later, we were like, let's do this. There's lots of potential here. And let's educate people in, in Africa. So for those who are trying to set up Bitcoin meetups and events, maybe you can just advise them to not do it under the bridge. Yeah, not <laughs> <laughs> be dodgy yeah. because there's a, a lot of skepticism already. From yes, the that's the thing. So, I mean, now we hold our Bitcoin meetups here at the Bandwidth Barn, which is awesome. It's a really nice space. Um, and we get all types coming. It's not just the anarchists and the libertarians anymore. It's financial industries here for the meetups. It's the software developers. It's the startups, the in- entrepreneurs. It's a broad range of people. So this is a much better space to be having it at, yes. Um, look, I'm, I'm still not clear on how, well, you, you said you just went to an event and then, I mean, yeah. it takes a while for people to get hard to understand the concept of yes. Bitcoin to the point that you say, oh, I want to do something about this. Yes. Look, what was it like? Did you first buy Bitcoin and then you started following? Yes. Or? So, I mean, I went to the meetup. Um, I saw these people talking about all these different types of coins, not just Bitcoin. There was mm. Dogecoin as well, which yeah. sounded dodgy. You know, <laughs> Dogecoin. Who calls a coin Dogecoin? But, um, and then I did, I, I bought a little bit of Bitcoin. And that's when I really started understanding it. And um, just reading, it is complicated. It is difficult. It's very different to what we're used to. So, you know, you get that fear factor. Um, a lot of people are a little bit skeptical of it. And I was too. But I've come around because I really understand it now. And when you understand something, then that's when you really believe in it. So I think the best thing you can do is just educate yourself, uh, research this as much as possible, and, and network with people who understand it and go to events and sure. conferences like ours. Yeah. yeah. I think if you can do a nine-to-five boring job you definitely can learn bitcoin oh definitely definitely it's really just reading it is difficult to understand though yeah. so you know I, I also run the blockchain academy and i recommend people come on our courses mm. 
to be able to sit here from nine until half past two in the afternoon and really get a real insight into it mm-hmm. and not just read off the internet. Yeah. Um, do you still, how many, what, what kind of like events do you recommend around here, uh, say in Cape Town or in Johannesburg? Look, uh, Alpha Code in Johannesburg and Santon, they run a lot of fintech based uh, events, which is great. Um, Rise on the fifth floor at the Bandwidth Barn here also run a couple of very exciting projects and accelerator programs. Um, so there's a lot going on. Silicon Cape is another one where there's a couple of events. In the cryptocurrency space, you know, you can go to the meetup.com website and you can see there's a bunch there. There's a Ethereum meetup as well, there's a Bitcoin meetup, um, and there's a couple in Johannesburg as well. Uh, so are you giving out some free tickets to my listeners? Uh, I am, yes. So for the Blockchain Africa Conference, we're going to give you two tickets for free to your listeners. And you're obviously also invited to attend. And um, so please let me know if there's anyone interested and we'll send you those so two tickets. So we'll have to choose who is interested. Yeah, I don't know. You must decide how you're going to select okay. those two t- people. The problem if I say, okay, okay. E- whoever is interested, email me, then I'll choose from there. It's going to be a lot, obviously. Yeah, maybe the first two. The first two, yeah, the first two to email. They can or we can ask them a trick question. To see if they're re- <laughs> no. Wow, it's going to be biased because if I ask yes. about blockchain or Bitcoin, it's going to be very, very biased. biased. It's going to get emotional as well, maybe. So yeah. keep it simple, the yeah, first yeah. two. Oh, yeah, whoever is interested, especially if they don't know anything about yeah. like, this space. Maybe one person yeah. who is familiar with and the other yes. one who is not. Yes, definitely. And um, they won't be disappointed. We've really, it's going to be the best conference that we've had so far. And mm. we had a pretty awesome conference this year. We had Andreas and Toppenlis as our keynote speaker. I mean, he's very well known in the space, and we, we're planning on keeping that level up at the next one. So. Sure. Are you going to speak there as well? No, I'm just the host. So we'll have uh, Lauren Gamaroff, is the master of ceremonies. He'll do all the introductions. So I won't be speaking here. Yeah. All right. So how did Andrew get involved with this? So Andrew Nagare, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I met him about last year. He's from Atlanta in America. Um, and his wife is South African, so he moved here, um, and she works at UCT. And he just came to the Bandwidth Barn to network and to work as a volunteer. So mm-hmm. he started working at the Blockchain Academy with me. And then, because I run both businesses, he started helping out on the conference side as well. And he's, he loves this stuff. He's also got another company called Snake Nation that's also using blockchain technology with, on their platform. Right, yeah, I think that's it. Um, cool. Thanks for your time. Thank you we'll for see having you, me. We'll see you at the event. Awesome. Are Thank you, you for having me. It's oh, yeah, sure. 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 Are you looking for any, are you looking for like people to join your company or um, whoever is interested in the in this space? Like what? We, we use, sure. So we're looking for volunteers to come on the day to help us at the reception desk. Sure. Um, so anyone who's interested can just email me. Uh, email info at blockchainafrica.co. Sure. Uh, I mean, are you looking for, say, developers or some? You know, there's a lot of people who are, in, who are yeah. interested in this space. Yeah. Who I who want to work and get paid in Bitcoin or whatever? Yes. They, just, they just want to be involved. Yes. So, uh, if there's opportunities like that, always I'm interested to share on on, on, yes. that, on the website. We're always interested to hear from people who are doing stuff in this space. And by all means, if there's an interesting company that you're working for, let us know. Mm. And we can always, you know, um, consider having a speaker come from that company to talk at our next event. Sure. Unfortunately, all the speaking slots are now already full for mm. this event. But, you know, we've got next year and we're always looking for exciting ideas. Cool. And so what's your next venture? Uh, we're going to, well, we're not sure yet. We might have a, another conference somewhere else outside of South Africa. So we're hoping that... I'd love that to go to that one. Yeah. 
we were really hoping that we can take this outside of South Africa because it is called Blockchain Africa after all. So yeah. we're hoping to partner with a company in another African country and actually yeah. host it there. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Thanks. And so that's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you really want to get into those tickets, you already know what to do. Just hit me up with an, e with an email and then I can arrange. And the first people to email me are obviously the ones that are going to be uh, re receiving those free tickets. So that's all about it. Just remember to share the podcast. And also you can write me a review on iTunes and give me a five star. That would be definitely awesome. Other than that, I wish you an amazing week go out there and kill it uh, if you're getting those tickets man we're gonna be going together to Johan we're gonna be together in Johannesburg that's awesome okay I'll see you on the next episode thank you